Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as the mayor of the Veterans Day Parade. This guy over here is my vice mayor. He's also the Thunderstick. It's one only Jesse Friedman. Guys, the first question I asked Derek when he came in the office today was why is there so much stuff about cryptocurrency on the rundown today? It's, so stay tuned it's because really, it's really not. It's really not. I it's it's you. a full segment on cryptocurrency, but Derek insists it's going to be relevant to baseball in the Arizona Diamondbacks in some sense. And so, if not, you're going to learn something and you might hate it, but you're going to learn something. I uh, barely knew what cryptocurrency was. Jesse has no idea. Today, he he so. was like, explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah, that's those how, were my I, exact That's how words. my morning started out. But of course, <laughs> this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. There was some talk about Fodge taking over the show. Uh, that is not going to happen, just to let you guys know that right now. But of course... We have plenty of information. What's going on over there? Am I muted? Am I, do, am I talking? I could mute you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, uh, <laughs> at any point I want. <laughs> uh, Brett Johnson in the chat says, perfect birthday present from Derek and Jesse live stream on a Friday. Happy birthday to you, sir. Yes. Uh, great. And uh, he says, say money laundering. That's what crypto is. There you go, Jesse. That explains <laughs> it for the most part. But that's all I need to know. Be- huh? Before we get to the very important cryptocurrency talk, we do have to talk. MLB GM meetings happening right across the desert in Las Vegas. Uh, And Mike Hazen had some very interesting comments, still vague, but uh, talked to AZ Central's Nick Picoro um, and kind of talked about this sense of urgency and maybe some thoughts on young players being traded away. Yeah, we've heard a a few different things. Uh, Mike Hazen has talked about how, you know, he he wants to be the winning team, not not the young team. And so I think there's this... There's this this feeling in inside of the organization where they want to go out, be aggressive, and and really try to turn this thing around more quickly. Um, he did kind of back off that in a sense and say we also need to be smart about this. Like we shouldn't sure. just go out and be overly aggressive and make some moves that we'll regret down the road. Uh, we did just get news. This is pretty recent that the Diamondbacks are expected to show interest in free agent third baseman Evan Longoria, uh, which is something uh, something <laughs> I wrote about a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, the Giants did go ahead and uh, decide to decline his team option. I believe his buyout is $5 million, so the Giants are paying him a lot of money to play elsewhere. The Giants have a lot of money to spend, and they're looking to retool this offseason, yeah. which is really just another hurdle for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But, of course, we'll get to that. Uh, Hazen told Pecoro, uh from AZ Central, everyone wants to have urgency, but there's pitfalls in doing that strategy. We're going to try to be aggressive when we can, but still have to be smart about how we do that. And I think that that's a good sign because I felt like we we thought they were going to be a bit more complacent this offseason, maybe not really see them make any big free agent moves, which we still might not see uh, because it basically does sound like uh, trading in the trade market may also be the way to go, though. But uh, they, they did say in this article that the D-backs have been more aggressive in free agency. They've actually been yeah. sending scouts out uh, to target specific players that they are interested in and that's not something that they've been doing over the past few years so it does seem like they are active in the free agent market yeah i think so i think so um and we did also get a little bit of clarity on what the diamondbacks will be able to spend this offseason mike hazen said that there should be some room to move 
Uh, as we've talked about in the past, the Diamondbacks spent about $100 million on the team last year. Uh, if they carry that same roster into 2023, it would cost about $100 million again, Correct. just given some of the arbitration um, some of the arbitration negotiations and whatnot, some of those guys are due for a raise. Um, but it sounds like the team is willing to spend a little bit more. Mike Hazen said that he met with uh, Diamondbacks owner Ken Kendrick uh, a couple of weeks back and got a little bit more clarity about where the team is at financially moving forward. Uh, he did say that they might not get to the level that the team has been in in the relatively uh, near past. The D-backs have approached 120, 130 million um, at times over the last several years. So um, we're probably not going to see that, but something in the neighborhood of 110, 115, very roughly, I think, could be a possibility for them. Uh, he also did not say that, or he did, he did say that they could be going via the trade route, like I said, uh, and he sounded willing to explore that possibly with the young talent, which sounds a bit yeah. scary, right? He said, imagining our younger players are going to be very popular for the most part when discussing Right. trade requests and potential trade deals that they might get done. And I guess I have to ask, does this worry you considering what we've seen in mm. the past from this team? Like, does it, it worry you? I mean, are it, you scared of a Jake McCarthy list Arizona Diamondbacks? Mm, yes, I actually am. Yeah, I, I am because of the fact that I feel like uh, once again, the Diamondbacks are doing what the Diamondbacks do, right? They're they, they seem like they're being patient. They seem like they're building a solid roster and they seem like they're doing it through like low cost means through both, you know, some picking up some, some low cost free agents and just doing things where the team is solid all around and it's been developed sure. from their, from their farm system as well. And then once they get close to being good, they, they just make that jump and they want to do something right. crazy. That's going to get them to be in, you know, competitive with the best teams in baseball. But so far, it hasn't worked out for them when they do that. And they seem to be making yeah. the wrong moves on who they keep, who they trade away, and who they go after when they make those big free agency moves. Sure. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, but the Diamondbacks have a surplus at certain in certain areas, right? They have they have a lot of just outfielders. <laughs> they have a lot of left-handed hitting outfielders. There, I said it. <laughs> um, so I think that there's an opportunity for the Diamondbacks to make a move here. And as much as, you know, a guy like Jake McCarthy is is exciting, a guy like Dalton Varsho, you know, Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, all these players are exciting. Um, but the reality is the Diamondbacks don't have the roster space to fully take advantage of the talent that all of those guys have. And that's what trades are for, right? It's like, let me give you something that I have too much of so that I can patch a hole elsewhere on the roster. Yeah. If the Diamondbacks play this wisely, I think there's a way where they could make a move and, and have it be something that's really smart and successful for them. The biggest thing that, that stood out to me from what Mike Hazen has said is he's made it abundantly clear. And he said he's told teams this, the Diamondbacks are not interested in prospects anymore. They are beyond the prospect stage, paraphrasing what, what Hazen said over the last few days. So that's telling. The Diamondbacks are trying to move the ball forward. They're trying to get to a place where they're a contending team. And outside of, you know, maybe some sort of a throw in to like make, uh, you know, make a, a deal work out. The Diamondbacks aren't interested in making a deal where the centerpiece of the return is a prospect. And that's interesting. It, it means if you're going to go out and trade a Jake McCarthy or one of these outfielders, you're looking for major league ready talent in return. And given how good Jake McCarthy 
was last year. Why do we have to keep talking about trading Jake McCarthy? This okay, is, not can just, we use it's anybody not, else? Why does, Jesse, why does Jesse keep going in on that one player? I know. Why is that? Jesse? The reason. The reason I'm friend of the show, Jake McCarthy. You're, you're right. You're right. I, I shouldn't use his name quite so much, wow. but I will. But I will say I'm being somewhat intentional. That's somewhat intentional, and in that I think Jake McCarthy had an extraordinary season last year. That if you're if you're just kind of looking at the prospect pedigree of some of those guys that the D-backs have in the outfield, Jake McCarthy is the biggest surprise, right? Like he's the guy that maybe people didn't anticipate would be able to do what he did a year ago. And there's sort of a sell high opportunity there, right? right? This is not the- saying he couldn't repeat it. I don't want to I don't want to say that. But there's an opportunity for the D-backs to sort of capitalize on on what he did. Look, I'm I'm wrong plenty, right? I, I'm wrong most of the time. <laughs> we know this, but, right? You don't have course, to. You don't have to say that. Uh, the it, it's kind of like when we were talking about uh, trade deadline candidates for the Diamondbacks, and I thought that they should have parted ways with Joe Mantiply. And I know Joe Mantiply at the time was one of the best things they had going in the bullpen. So it's crazy to to trade him, but. That was my thought process then. And we did see Mantiply struggle in the second half to get anywhere close to his performance in the first half that made him an all-star, right? So there is truth to that. There is some times where guys can go on a streak and maybe, you know, they can go on a bad streak and they can also go on a great streak where, you know, that's probably maybe the best stretch of their entire career potentially. And if you can, you know, sell high, like you said, maybe that is the time to do so. I still don't want to even – honor this discussion about it being Jake McCarthy, <laughs> but maybe someone else. Uh that not Dalton Varsho either. So stop that. I mean who like, I would I would be okay with Varsho. Who yeah. who would yeah. Would you would you rather because what I'm saying is like you're probably not not to say it's impossible, but if you're gonna trade an outfielder, like it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for it to be Alec Thomas, for example. Not because right now. because he you're selling low, right? Yeah, his you want is not as if, high as it's going to be. Yeah, as right. He could right. come back next year and have a great season potentially. If you're going to trade one of those outfielders, you might as well do it with a guy whose whose well, value is at its maximum right now. Let's not forget that Varsho struggled for a decent portion of his career That's when he first got true. called up. It was like. The second half of 2021 is really when he started to come on, right. and it almost seemed like it was kind of like a bit of just catching fire, but it really carried over into the 2022 season, and we've seen how well-rounded of a player he can be right. and really how consistent he can be, right? So uh, I, I I would think with, with him leading the team in war, yes, I would say that he would probably be somebody I'd be willing to part ways with because – he has a tremendously high value right now. The Diamondbacks do have that surplus, and I can't think of anybody else, not even Jake McCarthy, that's going to get that kind of value back in a trade, I imagine. Potentially. But yeah. it sucks, and I don't even want to discuss that. <laughs> um, there were other Diamondbacks moves, by the way. Uh, the Diamondbacks actually, it's a really weird kind of thing, and I don't know if you understand this or can explain this, but they reinstated Nick Ahmed. Uh, they reinstated Humberto Castellanos, Tyler Gilbert, Emmanuel Rivera, and uh, Tyler Zuber, who they just picked up. And <laughs> yeah. then they designated Humberto Castellanos and Tyler Zuber for assignment. Yeah. It's Tyler a- Zuber follows us. <laughs> he, the poor man changed his profile picture to the Diamondbacks already. He's got the hat on and everything. Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, the Tyler Zuber thing is interesting. I think it's still possible the Diamondbacks are are able to retain him. 
Um, but yeah, all those guys were on the 60 day injured list. Correct. And so we're approaching the point in the year where teams have to kind of get their, their 40 man rosters, right. Um, in well, advance. It's, at four, it's at 40 now. Right. So it's they at were, 40. They were dead two. uh, yeah. Two, two so, so my understanding is that you can't have any, cause if you're, if you're on the 60 day IL, then you're, then you're not on the 40 man roster officially. You don't count toward the 40 man roster, but going into the rule five draft, you can't do that. You can't just have a bunch of guys on the 60 day IL. I don't believe. So they had to, they had to make all these moves to get these guys off of, off of the injured list. Um, and then Humberto Castellanos and Tyler Zuber being DFA gets them off of the 40 man roster, um, which is at 40. So they kind of had to make some space there. So, um, it is possible to still keep those guys, um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see what they what they decide to do. If they clear waivers, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a possibility of bringing back Tyler Zuber in a way that he wouldn't be on the 40 man roster. Gotcha. Um. So. So yeah, we'll see. There's still more. There's still more to be done because uh, the Diamondbacks have to add a number of their young prospects onto the 40 man roster to protect them from the Rule Five draft. So there's still some some maneuvering to be done there. Uh, Brett Johnson is right. Uh, Leandro Cedeno was a minor league free agent. Um, or was was slated to be a minor league free agent, and that is indeed what happened. I do believe it's still possible that the Diamondbacks could bring him back on a, on a separate deal if they wanted to. Um, but he was yeah, one of their organizational all stars. Yeah, he was he was great. Uh, I talked to Josh Barfield, the Diamondbacks farm director, about him at the end of the year, and you know he talked up not only the power but the bat, and and said that if he does return next year, if they do sign him back, he would probably start in AAA. So. I think there's still a chance that happens. We'll have to see. Um, all right. Well, make sure to check out Jesse's article because he's not going to stop gloating about being right about the Evan Longoria thing. Check that <laughs> out. You can get that and all sorts of wonderful writing, including his interview with Jordan Lawler. I Over can't it. take too much credit for the Evan Longoria thing because Evan Longoria said publicly that he wanted to play he for did. the Diamondbacks. They were one, one of, of his three teams. One of, so. one of three teams. One of them was the Giants who didn't want him anymore. The other one was the Rays who didn't need him. And then there's the D-backs going, hey. There you we, go. We haven't figured out our third base situation, but of course, get yourself a membership over at gophnx.com. You'll get yourself a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Of course, uh, you can also get that month-to-month membership. You'll get your first month for 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Members-only access to our Discord, which of course is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan, and members-only invites to some of our events. Also, if you're watching us right now on the PHNX uh, Sports YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here. Good morning. Again, happy birthday to our man, Brett Johnson. Make sure to subscribe uh, to the channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever any of the shows go live. And if you're listening right now on the audio podcasting app, uh, make sure you're subscribed there as well. Leave us a review, a little thumbs up on the show um, and all that. We appreciate that. Uh, In other NL West news from the GM meetings, a source suggested that the Dodgers are actually highly unlikely to pursue Carlos Correa. It's interesting. um, As apparently, uh, this is funny to me, the Astros, you know, sign stealing scandal. I don't know if you remember that or not. uh, I heard about that once or twice. You might have heard about that. uh, (laughs) Made him hugely unpopular with the fans in L.A. So I guess... I have to ask you, Jesse, do fans actually care about this? Like, is that something is is the is, is the hatred between those two teams too much for them to ever acquire a Bregman or an Altuve or a Carlos Correa on their team? It's interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess you have to ask some Dodger fans and see see if this is really what they That's think. That's crazy to um, me. I feel like once 
like initially it would maybe be tough, but I mean, once you have Carlos Correa in the lineup every day for a while, I feel like at a certain point there's there's some forgiveness yes, there. For you sure. know, once <laughs> he's sure. once he's an all star yeah. halfway through the year, but but it's true. I mean, I think there are Diamondbacks fans where, uh, yeah, like Brett Johnson says, I still hate Ryan Braun. That's a thing, right? Like teams develop or fan bases develop grudges against certain against certain players and they don't want to have those players on their team no matter how good they are. So I can kind of understand where Dodgers fans are coming from here. Is there any is there any players like that for the for the D-backs? D-backs? I think uh, Fodge would say Clayton Kershaw, right? Aren't you pretty? uh, I feel like I've heard you say that before. Say that I so don't want Clayton Kershaw. You is don't there want any Clayton player Kershaw. that the D-backs fan base hates so much that they would like revolt against if he if he became a member of the organization? AJ Pollock. Oh yeah, he's not wrong about that. AJ Pollock. I throw batteries. I don't know at who, but I throw batteries. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's there's people like that. I, I don't know. I don't think the D-backs fan base has that many grudges. No, um, no. I'd say Puig. Yeah, Puig, but I mean, he doesn't that, even play like, in the that's league That's not a anymore. danger anymore, but I'm just saying. like, I mean, Ryan Braun would have been in the same category, but again, he's bringing not Bringing back he's not his Monty Tomas? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not because because people have a grudge against him. It's just because he he was a very bad baseball player. I think I think there's a difference there. Like like Yasmani Tomas, you can't really compare to Carlos Correa. They're, <laughs> their MLB careers are in two very different places. Fine, so. fine. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't think of any, though, to be honest. I can't think of anybody because we it's don't It's hard have... to develop grudges if you don't play that many playoff games, to be honest. Wow. I think that's... Wow. Is that not a big part of... Do you want the fucking sunglasses again before you throw shade? I, like, yeah, I mean, fuck? maybe maybe I should, but God. I'm just saying I think that's... Scathing like comments. the Like the Dodgers, Dodgers <laughs> fans probably wouldn't feel as strongly about Carlos Correa if... If they hadn't been the team on the other on the other dugout in 2017, right? Yeah. Like that's that at least plays a pretty big part of that. Nigel Morgan, I I could maybe see that too. Sure, but again, it's another playoff connection, yeah. right? Right. So yeah, you're right. Brian Braun was the playoff connection. Right. And, that's yeah. where you. Yeah. That's where you make enemies. It's hard yeah. to make enemies in the in the regular season in sure. baseball. Sure. No. It's it. It makes me think of all the people I hate in basketball. Because okay. of the Suns, <laughs> right? Yeah, unfortunate playoff right. runs, right? That's like, where grudges are made in the postseason, man. Let me tell you this much right now. I'm gonna say it on camera because I've said it on Twitter a thousand times. I fucking hate Robert Ory. I hate Robert Ory more than I hate most people. I don't even use the word hate as much as I really mean it when I say I fucking hate. Robert Ory. Robert Ory was on it in an episode of a program on this very network. I refused to come into the building for a week because of it. I fucking hate Robert Ory. I hate Robert Ory more than I hate traffic. I hate Robert Ory more than I hate working seven days a week. I hate Robert Ory more than I hate most things in life, Jesse. Uh, TSA, whatever you want to throw out there. I hate Robert Ory more than all of those things. Uh... That felt good. That felt good to Derek, say. Derek, we're a baseball podcast. I know. You keep, I just, you keep forgetting this. Look, there's just some time <laughs> where I need to get this stuff out. Uh, also, where's Ticketmaster in this? <laughs> oh, shit. Don't even get me started on Ticketmaster. 70% of the ticket costs are fees. What is even happening anymore? Can we get the government to break up that monopoly? The minute they acquired Live Nation, we were done for as a concert going people. But again, this is a. This is a baseball podcast, and I, I have plenty of plenty of cryptocurrency talk 
later. But uh, <laughs> speaking of GM, uh, GM meeting news, uh, imagine getting told or finding out that you are not coming back to the team that won the World Series while you're at the GM meetings, Jesse. It's wild. Uh, James Click, the GM of the Houston Astros, World Series winning Houston Astros, uh, will not return to Houston after he rejected the team's one-year contract offer. What did he need to do to get a two-year offer? What do you need? Yeah. Like, what, what, how much, what? What? Like maybe he had to win the World Series in twenty one two as well. Like you, you not get, lose a game in get, the playoffs. That's you what get you, you get a year in your contract for every World Series, like consecutive World Series win, sure. and and he just won sure. it this year. So just they the just one. he just gets a one year deal. The one. They gave him a one million dollar raise. So I guess uh, I guess that that's something. But yeah, it's it's wild. Jim Crane, the Astros owner. Um, has been kind of known as like a win at all costs sort of a guy um, and maybe not willing to reward people who deserve it quite as much as he should. And I think this is pretty clearly a significant blunder on the part of the Astros, letting a guy who led them to this World Series and has built an outstanding roster of of young players, right? They haven't just gone out and bought this this championship team. The Astros have built through the draft and uh, built through the international uh, free agent signing market and, and international amateurs and whatnot. And, and they've gotten to the place that they're at right now. So I don't see any justification for, for what has happened in Houston. This is pretty, pretty ridiculous. No. And I mean, again, is this one of those things where it is a, a kind of long-term effects of that cheating scandal where they just kind of want to, as an organization, part ways slowly with everybody that was a part of it, you know, with the exception of a few players that are key to this team. I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems like I guess it, it, it seems like a ridiculous thing to not bring back the GM that helped this team be. Could you is. imagine if the Diamondbacks did that? Like if the Diamondbacks won a World Series and then told the GM to take a hike the next year? Like I just it's honestly mind boggling that that. Click didn't already have a contract for future seasons yeah. coming into this that's, year. Like, why are point. you having him yeah. operate yeah. on, you know, what was a one-year deal coming into the season without having any stability moving forward? It's it's really ridiculous. Um, the ASU guys are out here, like, mooning me and stuff in case you're wondering <laughs> why I'm giggling and I can't keep a straight face. Yeah, I was trying to, but now I have to acknowledge it because I don't feel like I can hold back anymore. Um, that's another reason why Sean DePaz is never invited back on this show, but... Back whatever once. exactly exactly well you did have him come on and uh talk about a nickname for chase field if that's i'm right. not mistaken that's right the one time the vault the vault, the vault. The vault. The vault. that's what we're calling it 2023 <laughs> the vault you missed again <laughs> he did not i need a jacob we need like a slow-mo instant replay of that moment that i don't think i have like, like right the ability here. to rewind our stream here like, well okay i mean not right now not. you can take you can take some time after oh, the show we'll get ends, a clip. but yeah i need yeah, we'll i need a clip where was of that slow, little slow motion 23 right toe tree just ambushed me yeah. with is it a nerf gun is that I what that so. was yeah, i didn't even see what hit me uh, it also appears that the Dodgers aren't the only team that we're going to have to worry about or the Padres spending a shit ton of money, Jesse. It appears that the Giants have a shit ton of money to spend. They're out there at the G GM meeting swinging that dick around and talking about how much money they're going to spend. Uh, is that wrong to say? I mean, it's it's a term of endearment. I'm saying that they are really swinging it around to show how much Derek. they have to spend. And I mean, they are talking about going... After the biggest free agents available, they aren't even like 
mincing words about it. And again, it feels like were those their words? No, nah, not the not the, okay. uh, not the same right. part, <laughs> <Okay>. but uh, <laughs> mostly the part about going after major free agents uh, in the market. So, uh, what are your thoughts here on the Giants now being yet another hurdle? For the Diamondbacks, it sounds like they're going after Aaron Judge and making it known they're going after Aaron Judge. They're also, the you know, trying to play it cool and say, hey, we're not just going to give money away. But at the same time, the Giants are definitely spending money this free agency offseason. Yeah, I think they've kind of been like a sleeping giant in some ways. I mean, their 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 pockets are are deep, right? They have a lot of money to spend. And I think that's been known for a while that when the Giants really want to push the chips in, they have the ability to do so. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants are pretty aggressive. I still don't think that like, honestly, I think the Giants could spend a decent amount of money and the Diamondbacks still be a better team than them next year. They have a lot of positional needs for sure. Yeah, the Giants just don't have a lot of stability really anywhere yeah. on their roster. Um, and free agency can help patch a lot of those holes. I mean, we saw what the Phillies were able to do mm-hmm. as a result of a lot of their free agent signings, but they, I mean, they just don't have even what the Phillies do in terms of like the in-house talent, as far as I can tell. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're, you know, next, they're going to be the Dodgers or something next year, or, um, I don't think their roster is going to be as good as what the Padres roster could be next year, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's never good if you're an NL West team and you hear that just another team wants to join in the fray of of absurd level spending. And that seems to be what's happening here. It's almost a necessity, though. And it feels like the Giants feel that it's like the Diamondbacks kind of know they can't feel like the Rockies yeah. kind of know that they can or at least know that they won't, you know, go that far. But the Rockies even have a substantially I mean, they, they went and got Chris Bryant yeah. last winter, so it's not like they're not spending gonna any feel, money either. Going to feel real bad when the DUX beat him and win the 2025 World Series. Let's go. That's all I'm saying. Let's go, Fox. That's all I'm saying. Spend well, that money. Spend that money. You're still going to get smacked. And wouldn't you <laughs> Wouldn't you rather, in a way, I mean, I hate to say this because I don't want to see Aaron Judge in the NL West, but wouldn't you rather that they went out and spent all of their money on like the biggest available free agent rather than, like you said, they have a lot of positional needs. They could do a much better job of spending on lower level free agents and probably make their team yeah. better rather than bringing in the flashiest, you know, big name free agent that that they could. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair. That's a fair point. I mean, Aaron Judge, it, he's just one guy. I mean, he's, he's, just he's really freaking good. But I mean, but we can walk him. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We can walk him. We can do the same that we did with Barry Bonds with that man Hell right yes. there. And that's. <laughs> Uh, that's the time where it worked out for them before, in 1993, when they acquired Barry Bonds. Uh, by the way, uh, there's a fantastic documentary that uh, Jesse actually called me a nerd for watching. Uh, it's called Say Hey Willie Mays on HBO. Uh, and a big part of that at the end is it kind of details how pivotal Willie Mays was after you know he retired and he became a, a lifetime member of the Giants organization. Right. Uh, how, how pivotal he was in bringing... Barry Bonds into San Francisco being his godfather and everything like that. So uh, that was something that changed history as far as the Giants were concerned, right? Uh, Barry Bonds could have stayed a pirate forever and, you know, had all of that go to Pittsburgh. But instead, the Giants became, you know, the place where he set, broke those records, uh, did a lot of things. The documentary, of course, did not address any kind of uh, performance enhancing drugs no. or anything, of course. That's a whole other thing, but. Uh, still, a very wonderful documentary for you to check out. Uh, and don't let Jesse call you a nerd for watching it, right? Remember what <laughs> movies he hasn't seen and just call him a nerd back. But. We're going to fix 
some of that next we week. We are. We are. We're going to have uh, Jesse Hasn't Seen It movie reviews starting next week. There you go. We're very excited to have him. Uh, did you decide on one of the two films? I'm going to watch Sandlot. The I'm Sandlot. Watch Sandlot. Let's go. Because I, think, I think the chat should also watch uh, the movies that you are watching, Jesse, so that there can be a collaborative like sure. book club for movies on the day. Yeah, there we go. I love that I'm idea. For that. So, uh, yeah, your assignment is to go, even if you've seen it, rewatch The Sandlot. Uh and make sure not to watch it in crappy low definition because that's every time I see it, it's on some bad channel. I refuse <laughs> to watch it in that. Disney Plus has it in beautiful high definition. So watch it over there. Uh, and you know what? Maybe pop some OGs before you watch it. Maybe get you maybe watch The Sandlot in a different way than you've ever seen it. But uh, OGs, of course, is our partner, our friend, and the one source of flavoring life here in Arizona. Make sure to check out their wonderful edibles. They have a variety of doses, strains, and flavors for you to choose from. Sleep edition gummy, all sorts of options for you. And of course, uh, they're all about making them taste delicious. So check them out. Your local dispensary must be 21 years or older to enjoy. And also right now, new customers can make any $5 bet on DraftKings Sportsbook app on an NBA Moneyline bet, and you will get $200 in free bets if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Uh, my same-game parlay from last night did not hit because, of course, the Falcons lost. I'm learning to not bet on the outcome of the game and just bet on stats. So, cause all my stats hit, it's just when I bet on the outcome of the game. So also uh, stop betting against the coyotes, I guess. So there's, there's some things we learned in the last yeah. four hours because apparently they are no longer a tank. They are a wagon, Jesse. So Ooh, I like get that. on the wagon. Uh, but of course, it's this simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook, use our promo code of PHNX uh, and make that $5 NBA Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets should your team win. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And I'm, we're going to talk other things about money right now because we're going to talk about making money through cryptocurrency. Okay, can I can I say one more baseball-related thing before Absolutely we not. before we go on your cryptocurrency tangent? No, no. So no, I'm going to do it anyway. So uh, Bob Nightingale just tweeted out that uh, <laughs> Houston Astros GM James Click actually was fired. He was offered a one-year contract and raised from his $1 million salary on Monday, turned it down in pursuit of a longer contract, and was dismissed Friday after publicly airing his grievances at the GM oh, meetings. Oh, shit. So there's a little more, uh, oh, a little, little more, more meat to, to the story yeah. than than we initially realized. Uh, again, I don't know what the Astros are doing here. Um, it was an insulting offer, and I don't frankly blame James Click very much for going public with what was really an insulting offer to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I, mean, I, I I would find myself saying to other people like, "What more did I need to do? Yeah, what more do I need yeah. to do? Right? Uh, but hey, uh, that's probably." What you said, that probably has more to do with it. Maybe the maybe if he didn't air his grievances, though, come on. Sometimes we got to keep that shit in-house until it's, like, done. Right? That's fair. I you mean, know, it, wasn't, it wasn't a smart move yeah. to, to do that. I mean, he maybe expected that this is what would happen by going public with those things. But at the same time, he's just not being valued enough by the organization. And it's probably best for both sides to just part ways at this point. So. Value can be subjective. At times, right? Especially when you talk about cryptocurrency. Let's go, baby. Oh my now, God. I asked Jesse uh, if he had any cryptocurrency. I knew the answer was no when I he asked not. me back, no. what is crypto? Can you explain it to me like I'm five? <laughs> but uh, do, you, do you guys have any cryptocurrency comment in the chats? I'm just curious because I wonder how many people that we actually know 
got wrapped up in this and it doesn't have to be this particular company. But uh, this company, FTX, uh, does have a tie in to Major League Baseball, of course. Uh, it's an exchange platform for cryptocurrency and it's in <laughs> a shit ton of trouble after losing billions of dollars in value. Uh, basically, you may you as a baseball fan re may remember FTX from these patches worn by MLB umpires starting in 2021 during the All-Star game. Jacob, do we have that graphic? Uh, it's the umpires. You're, see, everybody's talking about Fodge taking over the show. Give us Leah back. Man, oh my gosh. seriously. When did you ask for the graphic? <laughs> you never asked for it in Slack. Did I not ask for I'm it? I'm pretty in sure Slack? you asked for it in Slack. I'm pretty but sure it's I asked okay. for it in Slack, it's but it's right. fine. The FTX logos are on all of the umpires' uh, jerseys. Some of them had them even on their back, but they have been on uh, the umpires, like I said, since 2021 during the All Star game. Um, and this company kind of was one of those things that people asked, like, what the hell is this? Is this like a. I think that the first thing uh, people thought was it was some sort of pitch tracks company <laughs> or a pitching company or something to do with baseball. No, 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 sir. It was cryptocurrency advertising on baseball umpires, which was weird to me in the first place. Right. Like I kind of understand advertising on player on team jerseys, team uniforms. But sure. those are your officials. Right. Like they shouldn't really be <laughs> also uh you know like advertisements right like that's it's just weird to me yeah See, if, they is, robots, if they were robots if they were robots like we talked about yesterday, <laughs> and you can slap whatever stickers all over make it look like a nascar but <laughs> real people i don't know but anyway basically in short uh cryptocurrency is one of those things that people right they they invest in it's it's very much like uh, a stock Right. It's not federally insured like a bank is. And what happened with this FTX company in short was they were taking customers money that they deposited to purchase cryptocurrency. And they were using the real money to loan to a sister company that was basically a hedge fund. And it was investing in, uh, you know, high yield, high risk investments. Uh, and a report came out telling everybody that FTX was doing this. So everybody did the sensible thing, which was immediately pull their money out of this company, thus causing a giant disaster because the company hadn't actually taken their real mm. money and invested it elsewhere. So this money wasn't anywhere to be found and people couldn't get their money technically out of this company. It's now possibly failing, ba facing bankruptcy. And it's just so crazy to me because of how much money they were paying for these celebrity endorsements from Tom Brady, from Stephen Curry, so much to how much they were paying to be the name of an arena in basketball and put yeah. their logo on umpires. Like it's crazy to me, uh, to be honest, because these uh, companies do all of this with people's money that they're investing into this currency, right? It's, it's just a weird thing, but baseball and all of these companies, they're, they are so, it's so lucrative to advertise with them because, again, people see it, they start recognizing the brand, and then it makes them that much more likely to uh, to be a part of it. Mark Solaris says, <laughs> I sold my crypto to buy GameStop stock after Cameron Grimes told me to do, uh, told me to once at a live show. To the moon, that stock went. To the moon. Um, but anyway. Uh, Jesse still doesn't care about the cryptocurrency at all, but it's weird though, right? That a company that was this, but that advertised this much in baseball is facing this kind of scandal where they lost 
billions of dollars literally in value overnight. So are you saying that like are is Major League Baseball are they the foolish ones here for like no, thinking they, this they, was a viable company that was going places I mean, and I they think, wanted yeah, to put I their logos so. on I, on I, their umpires? I think so in the aspect of putting it on the umpires. I think that okay. because every umpire had it on them, some of them even had it on their back. It was more than just advertising with baseball because yeah, a lot of failed companies advertise. They'll take your money. They don't care how you do as a company. Their job really isn't to worry about yeah. that. There is a bit of a reputational risk, I think, here. And cryptocurrency, to me, isn't the strongest thing for people to be like, I mean, again, yeah, you know, you can get in bed with them advertising-wise, but to go as far as to make it uh, the patch of the official umpiring crews of baseball felt like a bit of a foolish thing. Yeah, that's you know? fair. I think I do think it would be kind of hilarious if they if they actually did make Major League umpires look like like look like NASCAR, like just, just, have, just, just ads <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> the players don't have anything. It's just the clean, beautiful uniform. But the umpires are just like a walking advertisement. Actually, I love it. I like it. I like it. It's kind of like uh, it, like some of the uh, basketball courts when I played in Puerto Rico had advertisements everywhere on the court. Ah. There wasn't an open space free of advertising on this court. And now Max is here. Uh, uh, of course, our advertising guy is here. Once we start talking about advertising, I hope we didn't do anything to devalue your cryptocurrency on this show at all. Do we have any upcoming deals with FTX, Max, yeah. that, you're, that you're aware of? Good, good. No okay. deals with FTX eminent. Good. I'm glad to hear that because <laughs> I would be worried. But, I mean, it it, 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 it's, it is part of, like, what we do here at PHNX and what Max does. Max is a big proponent of making sure that the brands – that we partner with are brands that make sense for us as a, as a company, right? And for me, it's just everything I love. It's just edibles and beers, and it's the fantastic. I have no problem with anything we do here, right? But that's something that maybe baseball kind of didn't didn't care about in the moment when they were taking in millions of dollars from FTX when it came to advertising revenue. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know. It's just unfortunate to like have used a company like that as like your. You're putting logos from that company on on players and on umpires and to see the company do what what it did is not it's, it's not a great look for anyone involved in it's this just, situation. It's just so. crazy that it can that, like one company can lose so much money literally overnight. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy that things that are worth billions of dollars are built on such a loose foundation, right? But <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Are you done talking about cryptocurrency? I, no, I could talk about <laughs> cryptocurrency for hours if I'm being honest. But, uh, I'd rather talk about this beer right here because that this brings me more joy in the moment than cryptocurrency. Okay, and it's joy plus wow <laughs> from our friends at Four Peaks Brewing Company. So make sure to try their delicious beers. Uh, we're also teaming up with them to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub in Tempe. So make sure to join us out there. You can enjoy beer specials, giveaway, guest appearances from Jesse, uh, and more. Check the link in the show notes to register for free. Were you going to go or did I just volunteer your time? Um, I think you just volunteered you my no time, but you now. know what? I'm I'm in. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. Uh, Max Hearts for at Max. Remember, they don't they didn't name him Min. That was the joke he said in the stupid meeting the other day. I'm still mad at him for even saying it. But, uh, also, must be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer and enjoy responsibly. Uh, our friends at More Furniture, by the way, do you have a do you have a favorite piece of furniture in your house? Uh, that you don't let anyone else sit in. I know you don't yet. You'll have a house soon <laughs> enough, but uh, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 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 later than sooner for that. But uh, I'll say this: 
Uh, you should have a favorite piece of furniture that you don't let anybody sit on. Guests, dogs. I do have a, I have a miserable office chair. I'm not going to lie. My office chair is ripped and (laughs) just frankly, no fun to sit in whatsoever. What are you doing? Let's get over to more furniture. I I do need that, but I don't know if they're going to sell me an office chair because, (laughs) because of my connection with you and your history damaging office chairs. That makes sense. Guilty by association. But, uh, you guys don't have to let them know, you know, me. Um, go over to more furniture's fall sale at morefurniture.com. Get yourself some beautiful new furniture. Plus, you'll receive a $100 <laughs> gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Uh, hello to our friend Isaiah. Again, Isaiah, you're tardy. We're going to have to mark you tardy again on the sheet. Uh, <laughs> Mark said, get Jesse a chair. No, I think Jesse should have to stand when he's broadcasting from home. I think that's the more fitting, <laughs> that's the more fitting uh, thing for him. But, hey. Uh, I, if you guys want to talk about more cryptocurrency, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm going to be doing it all day. <laughs> Jesse can't wait to hear all this scintillating cryptocurrency talk. You can find me on Twitter at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You got anything else? No, no. The cryptocurrency thing has sort of fried my brain. Well, so there's nothing else in there no, right now. No, no comments to the media or else I'll get you fired like James Click. So <laughs> anyway, uh, we thank you guys uh, for your time. I promise I won't fire any of you. But uh, in the meantime, we thank you guys uh, on behalf of Fodge, Jesse and myself. We always appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you don't buy cryptocurrency. <laughs>